Hello and welcome to Under the Skin from Luminary. This week I spoke with David Bocelli. David is an expert in areas of trauma intervention and conflict resolution. He's the creator of tension and trauma releasing exercises which are designed to help release the deep tension created in the body during a traumatic experience or through chronic stress. For more information on his work, go to traumaprevention.com. If you'd like to listen to the rest of this podcast and all my weekly Under the Skin podcasts, all you have to do is subscribe to Luminary on Apple Podcasts or download the Luminary app. Also, I've got a brand new meditation podcast called Above the Noise Out Now. It's a weekly guided meditation podcast. It's not available in all markets and it's subject to local currency. Terms apply. In this part, we talk about how David discovered this method of trauma healing, tremoring. It's absolutely fascinating and it's extraordinary. We also talk about orgasms, ecstatic states and transcendence. Don't laugh, Jenny. Grow up trying to achieve equality with the annihilation of category is not a successful route. Yes, that's, that's, that's exactly right. We're in this era where it turns out we were never the boss. It doesn't look like an ideology. What's beneath the surface of people we admire of the ideas that define our time, the history we are told? And welcome to Russell Brand Under the Skin. What I'm interested in then is the origins of this technique, how you discovered it, and uh, the potential um, comparisons that could be made with religious ecstasis. You know, like a sort of in evangelicism or uh, some sort of shamanic Perfect. techniques where people go into like trances or whatever. Absolutely. Well, let's start with that one, that one because, and then I'll tell you how I discovered it and how I'm bringing what I think to be a very ancient experience in the human body into modern science. That's what I'm, I'm trying to do is help us make that transition. Yeah. Every traditional culture I ever went to, shaking is in that cultural tradition. It's either in their spirituality or their religion or some sort of ceremony, things like that. And it's all over the world, actually. So I found in many traditional cultures, what do they do? They sing, they dance, they chant. They may drink a substance that helps them lo loosen control. Isn't that interesting? Let go of control, let go of the tightness. And the result of that is some sort of autonomic response of the body to begin to tremor. Now, in these cultures in general, that tremoring could either mean one of two things. Either it's a good spirit coming into the body or it's a bad spirit leaving the body. One of the two. Either way, it's attributed to something external because supposedly we're not in control of it, okay? So that's how it comes from this ancient tradition. Now, here's how I discovered it. I was living in Sudan. I was in southern Sudan during the time of the war between the north and the south. And we were in a bomb shelter because there was some bombing going on. When we're in the bomb shelter, I had two children sitting on my lap, so one on each leg, and they were little boys. They were facing each other, so I put my hands on their backs to make them feel a little bit more secure. And in the bomb shelter, everybody's crowded in and stuff. But I could feel in my hands these two little children tremoring in terror. It was terror, and their body was shaking, almost shivering like it was cold. That's how, what it felt like. And I was fascinated by that. And so I was feeling it in my hands and I looked around the room and all the little children were tremoring like that. But then when they got to be about 10, 11 or 12, you could see they were tremoring, but they were trying to inhibit the tremor. They're trying to stop it. And when I looked at the adults, none of them were tremoring. 
And that fascinated me because I thought, oh my God, these young children are showing us something more natural that as adults we learn to control or grow out of. So when we were done and I came out of the bomb shelter, I asked one of the guys, I said, do you ever shake like the children shake? And he says, no, we don't shake like that because we don't want them to think we're afraid. And right there, it just rung a bell in me. It's like, we stop it. We found a way to inhibit it. And so we freeze the organism from doing it. And we lear we've learned how to grow out of being sensitive in our body. And it fascinated me because then I thought, it's like crying. That's the simple analogy. If you're two years old and you fall and you hurt your knee, you cry freely. You get a big charge of energy. The diaphragm pulsates. The body releases it by crying. When you're eight or nine years old, what happens? Don't cry. Big people don't cry. Boys don't cry. Girls don't cry. And so we learn how to actually stop the crying mechanism, which is one of the greatest pulsating mechanisms in the human body. And as adults, I have military soldiers come to me and say, I don't even know how to cry. I can't, physically, my body can't cry. And they're right. Their diaphragm and chest cavity is so tight that it actually can't pulsate anymore. There you go. Thank you for that. Um, so what I find is that we train ourselves out of some of the most primitive natural responses in the human body because why? We negate them. We we stigmatize them. If you shake, you're weak, you're vulnerable, you're afraid, you're insecure. If I did that on this show, if I was afraid of you and my voice started quivering, immediately the audience would say, well, he's not very secure. He's frightened. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Mm. We have to de-stigmatize yes. the tremor mechanism. Yes. I like I like this, David. I, I, I was thinking there that um, you know about domination, and I was thinking about the sort of the motif of the dominator control, and I was thinking about that n notion that we sort of police ourselves, and this is often applied in a kind of an intellectual um, milieu, like we don't think the thoughts we're supposed to th we're not supposed to think in a kind of Orwellian way, um, but actually. I felt like the ego asserts control over the body. You're acculturated into believing you are this static individual as opposed to a, a sequence of interlocking systems that are in continual symbi symbiosis with their environment and with themselves. And you create the illusion of, yes, of a kind of inner hegemony and inner stasis. Mm -hmm. And... I'm a, I have young children, two-year-old and a four-year-old, and I think about how I communicate with them and how sometimes their emotions are inconvenient to me. And I also have a friend who talked about like his child being like showing potential signs of autism and stimming is the word they use, you know, and that mm -hmm. being sort of a stress release. And it's sort of they talk about it in in autistic vlogs and stuff as not being painful, but a sort of a, a, a sort of a release of stress and tension i was thinking about what you said about sort of uh, uh, emotional expression i was thinking about the idea of patriarchy and male dominator forces that are, uh, oppress systems of free-flowing emotion 
of which crying and tremoring could simply be a couple of outlier symptoms of much deeper and defining tendencies. And I was also thinking about where in my own life I assert that control, trying to appeal to a kind of an idea of how I as a man must behave and how I as a man must be and what are the permitted areas where I can be flowing, lucid, flamboyant, where it's permitted and where it isn't. And I think there's a great deal of truth in what you're saying. Well, I think you're exactly right. We're trained. Be in control. Control your emotions. What do we start doing to children when they start in their teenage years? Take control of your life. Be in control of everything. And you're right. We actually have this domination of ego that actually controls the very systems in our body that are endogenous. They should be able to pulsate naturally. We should every day cry if, if, that's, if we get overstimulated and that's how the body chooses a relief. We often laugh, which is nervous laughter, because that's an acceptable sort of discharge. But we should actually have this beautiful pulsation. The thing, Russell, that's really interesting to me is that I think living in this human organism is actually supposed to be a pleasurable experience for us. We're supposed to actually enjoy and feel it and be curious about it. Our consciousness is supposed to say, wow, this is interesting. And very few people ever experience pleasure living in their bodies. Yeah, it's a real shame, man. The, the kind of puritanism and then the the, the yeah. various forms of repression and control. Um, so you began to consider this method when you witnessed and experienced the natural response of the, those children when you were in a bomb shelter. How did you how did you begin to explore how this could be applied and how did you further underwrite that this could be a, 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 a sort of a, a, a method that could be extrapolated? If you're enjoying this conversation, join me over at Luminary on Apple Podcasts for the rest of our discussion and for all the latest episodes of Under the Skin.